imposing grandeur, the quality or state of being impressive or awesome. The purpose of studying theology and reading books, it's it's not to gain our own intellect, but rather it is to bring us to Him. Because when you see how glorious and how holy and how majestic our Creator is, the more you worship Him. He is our imposing grandeur. Hello and welcome to our second roundtable segment for Imposing Grandeur Radio. My name is Alexa and I will be your host this evening. Join us as we gather around this roundtable that does not exist because we are separated by distance. But um, we are taking a break from our current series um, and exchanging our notes for a cup of coffee. That's the purpose of these sporadic roundtable episodes, um, even though we'll be drinking coffee regardless, to engage in casual conversation about things that are worth talking about. And with that being said, these episodes are designed to be a lot more chill, but that doesn't mean that things aren't going to get vulnerable, topics won't get deep, and theological discussion won't be brought up because knowing us, we will connect a concept to illustrate the dispensationalist view of eschatology. All jokes, but you know what I mean. So without further ado, today's topic for our second IG Roundtable episode is quiet time. And no, this quiet time is not in reference to the absence of noise, but rather our personal time with the Lord each day. So I am joined here today with Annie and Avery. We have our beverages. And let us begin the conversation. First, starting off with what is quiet time and what isn't quiet time. Is quiet time what we see on social media where somebody sits in a really aesthetically pleasing room with a homemade latte? I mean, you've seen it before. They're Bible journaling, super spiritual. I mean, everyone wishes that they could be like that. And obviously, people, if you can't read through my sarcasm, there's nothing wrong with any of that. Um, that's just a whole nother topic for a whole nother our podcast episode but what is the purpose of quiet time is it quiet what does it look like is it important I mean obviously it is if we're talking about it but Annie what would you say the purpose of quiet time even is um well we do quiet time quiet time doesn't necessarily mean your time is quiet we use that phrase to symbolize our time in the word and we do it um so we can know God and learn how to worship him better and honor him better so does that mean that we have to do it every day? Um, so actually, no. But if you're not doing it every day, you need to ask yourself why. Is it because you decided to stay up super late last night and now you don't have time because the morning was the only time you had and now your day's full of stuff? Or is it you just lost track of time? Like it's a heart. It's, it goes back to the heart. What is your heart motive behind not choosing to do your quiet time or choosing to do it because if likewise if you're doing your quiet time to earn um like in a legalistic sense like you think it's going to make god love you more then that's also wrong so it goes back to your heart motive and ask yourself like why what are my motives behind doing this and our goal is to be in scripture and so that can look different for different people and some people are very busy and there may be busy moms or they're working, you know, 12-hour days and they don't often have the same carved out time every day to be able to sit down and be in God's word. And then other people might have, you know, an easier schedule. They work from home. They're able to be in the word every single day. So I think it goes back to, like Annie said, what's your heart motive behind it? 
and coming up with a schedule. If you're not doing it every day, find times that you can and make sure that is a priority. Right. And I think it goes back to what is the purpose of quiet time, like we were saying in the very beginning. I mean, the word of God is our direct revelation from God of his character and who he is, what he's like, the truths that he has promised, the um, the gospel. You know, like these are things that we as forgetful people need to be repeating to ourselves on the daily. So although, like Annie said, it is not a matter of sin, like if you don't have a quiet time, if you don't do it this specific way, you are in living in direct, deliberate sin. But rather it is, we are forgetful people that need to be reminded of these things. The Bible is our, because it is direct revelation from God. It is God's word to us. Therefore, it is our life source. And so for us being people who are worshipful beings, we are going to worship something either way. We either start our day worshiping or putting our mind and focusing on things of this world, or we focus on God's truth and his promises. And a practical way of doing that is having that quiet time, whether that is, like Avery said, listening to scripture, listening to different resources that you have. If you're a busy mom and you really just, or if you have a long commute in the morning, um, worship music, directing your mind to these truths, or if it's you sitting for, 10 to 15 minutes to four hours, just pouring your heart and mind out through the pages of scripture. It is fixing your mind on what matters because we are forgetful sheep who need to be remembered daily of these things. And scripture should be our bread of life. And just like we need food every day. I know for me, I can tell the days that I go without being in God's word. I can tell I'm, you know, more um, irritable, upset at little things. Sometimes you know, things can just change my mood so instantly. And I notice sometimes the days that I am in a more, I guess, upset mood is when I'm not invested in scripture. And so just like I need to eat every day, I need to be in scripture every day. And so we say, you know, you don't have to be in scripture every day. But I know for me, it is something that needs to be prioritized every day for my life. Right. It's like you don't have to be, but you also have to be, you know, it's like that, that double sided coin. It's funny that um, Avery, you mentioned that because I myself as well can totally tell when I have been in scripture and when I have not been in scripture. For one, my anxiety is so much more worse. My stress levels are a lot more worse. I mean, the fruit of the spirit are what? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Like all of that is absent because I am not basking in the fruit of the spirit. And anyway, all that to say, I was actually um, somewhere this morning. I was at my work and I was talking to this girl and it was like nine o'clock in the morning. And I was like, hey, how you doing? And she's like, good. Like, I'm getting through the day. This is my third cup of coffee. And I'm like, third cup already? It's 9 a.m., you know? Like, good heavens, either you are a way more coffee addict than I am or. And she's like, oh, no, I've been up since 5. And I'm like, why are you up since 5? And she's like, well, I had to work at 6. And I have to have my quiet time in the morning. She was like, so I I always get up and I have to do it because if I don't, my whole day is ruined. I noticed the days that I have it and the days that I don't. And so it is a rule for me that wherever I go, no matter how early, I need to have my quiet time. And I just thought that that was so admirable like this because it does take spiritual discipline. You know, it is something that as a believer, you recognize the necessity of and you carve time out in your day to make it happen. Yeah. And um, Alexa and Avery, just like y'all were saying, we don't have to have it, but we do have to have it. 
What we mean by that, to clarify, is your salvation is not dependent upon whether you read the Bible every single day. But as far right. as living a godly um, life, you have to have scripture. Um, and also kind of like piggybacking off what you were saying, both of you actually, is I've noticed my day is so much more me-centered when I'm not in the Bible. And mm. like whether that looks like stress or anxiety for you, for me, it's just consuming like pointless social media. Like I'm just very mm -hmm. slothful and lazy and I don't, I just am not looking to the eternal or the spiritual. Whereas if I'm in the word, there are those clear gospel opportunities and my day has structure in a sense that it can glorify God in all the work I'm doing. And I'm not just lazily sitting around scrolling, doing something else. Yeah, for sure. I have a a dear friend of mine um, named Erica, and she might be listening right now, but I love her so much. And she has a saying that she does, and it's thrown before phone. So in the morning, when you wake up, like Annie, you're saying, we always have that first urge to just grab our phone, maybe turn off our alarm clock, and then all these notifications are on our lock screen. And we scroll through them. Um, I love the um, – oh, what is it? It's like the – not the parental control, but like the control in which you – uh, Yeah, scream time. Because I have it so that when I wake up, none of those notifications are there because social media is not active during that time, and I love that. But anyway, thrown before phone, meaning – before you fill your mind with things of this world, before you go out into the world and live in the sinful world that thinks so oppositely to how you are called to think and live, go to the throne of God, pour your heart out to him. And so while we're on this topic, we're talking about all the benefits of quiet time and why it is so beneficial for us. It gives us um, that commune, that direct communion with God before we head out into our day. But it doesn't stop there, right? It goes throughout our days. We have that word because it is living and active on our mind. The Lord is working in our hearts throughout the day. We are prayerfully considering what we are learning. So everything seems good, right? Um, but is there a catch? Like, is it hard having a quiet time every day? Like, why don't we do it every day? Is it a lack of spiritual discipline, do you think? Or is there more to that? Um, I think it can be ultimately a lack of spiritual discipline. I think we're just like you said at the very beginning, forgetful people, not just of the mm -hmm. truths of God, but we're forgetful of what our soul truly needs. And mm -hmm. at least I know exactly like what you were saying. I get up and it's all these notifications and then it's, I got to let the dog out. And then I, there's my iPad. I grab my iPad. And so it's just, I forget that that was like, that that's even a priority to me, which is convicting. But um, I think it ultimately boils down to we live in a world that is sinful and advised for um, our attention in every sort of way. And it truly is a practice and something you have to so, and practice for it to become a habit. It takes time. And so mm -hmm. that discipline has to be built up through a long period of time. It's not like you can wake up and do your devotion for a week at the same time every day and you're good. Like it takes time. And two, I think also we naturally are selfish and we want our quiet times to always be something we can benefit from. And often there's times where I read, you know, whatever I'm assigned to read that day and I don't get anything out of it or I'm distracted the whole time or I'm like, wow, I don't see how this applies to what I'm going through right now. And we like to take it and make it a selfish act instead of thinking, mm -hmm. okay, how does this make me view God? 
what does this say about God's character and who he is? Mm -hmm. And even if I'm not, you know, dying over whatever passage I'm reading that day, it's still God breathed and it's still purposeful and it's still in scripture for a reason. So I should be treating it like any other piece of scripture that I really benefit or see something or get something out of Mm. um, instead of making it, you know, about me. Yeah, that's a really great point, Avery um, and Annie. I think uh, that selfishness aspect, Avery, that you're touching on is so real. You know, I mean, people just, uh, myself included, I'm not trying to single myself out. Um, we as we are self-centered, you know, like um, naturally skewed in wanting to seek our own desires. So naturally, there are days where we open the Bible and we say, OK, how can this benefit me? You know, um, and that's the thing that we're looking for when in reality. Our our greatest longing as human beings, as creations, is to know our creator. So instead, let us ask, what is this teaching me about God? How can I apply this to my life? Um, And so I think you guys touched on some really good reasons as to why people just don't have it every day. I think another reason why people don't have it every day is because people just don't know what to do. Like, they don't know what resources to utilize. They don't know where to even start. I mean, there's the Old Testament and the New Testament and the Gospels and the Pentateuch and the Septuagint. I mean, nobody's probably reading the Septuagint because it's the Greek translation of the Old Testament. <laughs> um, anyway, but what are some resources that you can recommend for those people listening right now who are like, okay, this is great. You sold me on this, even though, I mean, our job is not to sell you. Our job is just to have casual conversation about quiet time. But what are some resources that you can recommend? What are something that you specifically have found to be extremely helpful in your quiet time walk? I know for me lately, it changes usually by the year, but lately I've been loving um, Table Talk by R.C. Sproul's Ministries. Um, They're just little booklets that come in the mail by month and they're super cheap. They don't really, I mean, they cost maybe $3 a book and you can set up a yearly subscription to where you don't have to worry about renewing it. It comes way before the next month. Um, rolls over. And right now we're walking through Revelation and they're just short little excerpts every day. And then they give you about three to four pieces of scripture to turn to um, that support whatever they're t- talking about that day. And I really have enjoyed that. I've also been going through the Version app, which is the Bible recap by D group. Um, they have a New Testament plan. There's also an Old Testament one as well. And so I've been walking through the New Testament with some friends on GroupMe, and you can go through um, their plan each day, and then they also have a podcast that gives you a little recap of what you just read. And so that has been really helpful for me because I've been loving learning with a podcast alongside what I'm reading every day. And they're super short, just a couple minutes long. Um, So I really, really highly recommend those. And then if you're looking for just any books, to supplement your scripture reading you're already doing. I love New Morning Mercies by Paul David Tripp. There's so many awesome books like that that can just supplement and point your heart back to worship music or um, different things to benefit your Bible reading that you're doing on your own. And for those of you listening um, and are probably a little overwhelmed already at the bombarding of many resources available. Um, We're going to have all these listed. So if you're listening to this episode on Spotify, Apple, or even on our website, just scroll on down and we have the list of resources right there for you for your convenience. Avery mentioned a lot of really good 
uh, resources. I was just going to mention some that I've found to be really beneficial in my personal quiet time walk. I use a quiet time that I use at my second college, my Bible college, Word of Life. Um, and at the school, we all did the same quiet time. And they actually sell these quiet time resources on their website. I believe it's wordoflife.edu, maybe. I don't know. But um, I have the one from last year and it was on sale. So I just got it this year and I'm doing it. Um, but it is super helpful. It's expository. It goes through the books of the Bible and um, you finish the Bible in a year. So it's the Bible in a year program one, but it asks you two questions. Um, what does this passage teach you about God and how can I apply this to my life? The questions that we were referring to earlier. And then there's a commentary for each section of scripture that you read. So it's super easy to understand and really helpful. Um, I'm also a really big fan of podcast uh, devotionals. So John Piper has one solid joys. Daily devotional is really good. Um, I really enjoy pray the word with David Platt. It's not necessarily a Bible study or a devotional, but it's rather praying through the word. And I've just found that to be really edifying. I usually listen to that before and after like, um, my quiet time. It just really helps prepare your heart. Um, one that I've recently just discovered is called Gentle and Lowly. It's a 14-day devotional, and it's a 14-day devotional by Crossway, and it is super just great. I've listened to it probably three times now. It's only 14 days, but I found it to just be really beneficial and um, edifying, so highly recommend those. Um, and then I also just... These are kind of add-ons to Quiet Time that I've found to be really helpful. Um, Valley of Vision, their Puritan Prayers. Um, I really enjoy reading through those before and after my quiet time. And then also liturgies found in the book Every Moment Holy that we've mentioned on Imposing Grandeur before. It's by Andrew Peterson, and it is super great. Um, turns every mundane moment into something holy. But um, yeah, all these resources just really um, I have found to be really helpful in just refocusing my gaze on Christ and what um, what we were really created to focus our gaze on, which is him. So. Annie, what resources would you recommend? Um, well, I, I love a lot of the ones that y'all recommended. Um, but for me personally, I like to go through books of the Bible. And so I'll either find like, I really like uh, specifically R.C. Sproul's commentary on Romans. And it's perfect because it does just a few verses. Each chapter is like less than 10 pages and it's a few verses at a time. So I'll read the verse for myself and think about it, and then I'll read his commentary to learn more. So that's been kind of a uh, quiet time resource that I've enjoyed, or just outside of that, if I'm like, I really want to study Matthew, I'll find a theologian that I really respect and see if they have like either a little Bible study on it or a commentary, and I'll just use that to uh, assist my study. But I also really like, which I don't know if either of y'all already mentioned this, um, I like to read the study notes in my study Bible. That's always really, really mm -hmm. helpful and um, insightful. And uh, lastly, Blue Letter Bible. It's an app. We have tutorials on our Instagram. Uh, what are those things called? Highlights. Um, on our Instagram highlights. Um, they have free commentaries on there that you can use and tools to like study what the specific words mean. So if I'm just wanting to study a passage, I can use that. And um, lastly, I am doing something similar to Avery, but it's reading through the whole Bible in a couple of months. And I really like that just to refocus and get a um, 
bigger picture of scripture and not be so just like saturated in one book at a time. But yeah. Mm, that's awesome. And if you're listening and you use a resource that you really enjoy and you found to be super helpful in your spiritual walk, please DM us. We're always looking for really good resources, both to utilize and also recommend to others. Um, and also, not sure if anyone listening has followed us since back when we were just a blog and nothing else. I mean, TBT to that, um, like last year. <laughs> but uh, I actually wrote about this topic, um, the whole idea of like fighting for time. If that's something that you struggle with, fighting for the time to have a quiet time like we were talking about in the very beginning, understanding that it is a necessity and um, just what that even looks like. But it's called, uncoincidentally, the fight for time. So we will be linking that below as well, making that available available for you guys to listen to if that's something that you're struggling with or just interested in reading about. Um, it's posted in 2017. So throwback, man. That's like three years ago. That is crazy. You're going to be reading Baby Alexa's blog. But anyway, um, well, ladies, it has been a pleasure just talking with you guys as always. I mean, we talk every day. So it's <laughs> but it was a pleasure recording it was a pleasure recording with you um and talking about this topic that um doesn't necessarily get talked about a lot i mean so yeah that's awesome that we were able to just really discuss it and dedicate a podcast episode to something that is so crucially important um within our daily walk so and if you have any suggestions for any future roundtable episodes, please feel free to shoot us a DM. We are always open for more topics. We already kind of are cultivating a list, so um, we'll just add it accordingly. Um, but anyway, thank you guys for joining us on this roundtable episode, and we will see you guys next time. <laughs>